0: hello and welcome to the drive time pod it's a show about uh whatever the fuck we want we are white bitches talking about things um <laughs> i'm like it's been I a minute so
1: she's like i don't know what
0: i'm saying anymore <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god my name is mariah i'm corey <laughs> and i'm sarah <laughs> and this week we thought we were going to talk about wild but thank god Corey decided to be a diamond of the first water because we are talking about Bridgerton (laughs) instead.
2: Actually, you can thank Sarah. Yeah, you're welcome. Because when I had picked my topic, she had not watched Bridgerton yet. So I couldn't pick Bridgerton even though I told her I wanted to.
1: Yep, I sold so. out too soon, guys. Nope, too soon. Oh my gosh. My coworker literally was like, "Sarah, we were the last holdouts." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, Netflix chose for me." <laughs> it did? Yeah, I clicked play something and Bridgerton started and I'm like, eh, "Oh my whatever. god, sure."
0: Cuz it knew, cuz it, it knew. knew.
1: It knew what I needed.
2: From you. You got me just for so, a minute. So I'm just going to spoiler because even though we say that we're the last holdouts, that's not necessarily true because it's only been out for like a month. So if you haven't watched the Bridgerton sh- series on Netflix, we are going to spoil the shit out of it. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. None of us have read the books, so
0: don't have to worry about that part. And I don't think I will. <laughs> Le- I'm yeah, a little we'll intrigued. But
2: just spoiler but... alert. Spoiler. Okay, done.
0: Spoiler Ruth.
1: Okay,
0: spoilers, ladies.
1: What are we? What are we drinking before
0: we get started? <laughs> oh, good, good, good show, good show. Sir. <laughs> um, so, um, I yeah, you totally forget. forget. It's fine. Listen,
2: listen. For people who no. just to like let you guys in on the ground level, we uh, obviously missed a week, and we are recording on inauguration day. Yep,
0: I'm having a great time.
2: for Joe Biden. <laughs> um the the relief is palpable the losing our minds a little bit in a good way is palpable so we're sorry
0: now <laughs> yeah it's like my, it's like for the first time in four years i can like not have a thought in my brain
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. you know i and then tomorrow i can go back to hating my president just like a normal amount yeah right. i'm so excited right. about it
2: yeah <laughs> yeah keeping him accountable or anyway,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I am drinking Flavour Water. Flavour? Oh, mm, mm-hmm. Que Flavour? Blue Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's one of the Mio drops. Okay. And I, you uh-huh. know, like, I can get through like, so I have this, this beautiful water bottle that I bought on a whim and it's actually kind of great. It doesn't tell me to drink water, even though it should, but it does have little time stamps for how much I should have nice. drunk by a certain amount of time. Uh, far behind and right now i am i'm right now at the 6 p.m okay mark <laughs> because i get through i get through 8 a.m to, t- to 1 a 1 p.m mm-hmm. just fine with normal water and then the second half of the day i'm like oh god <laughs> i just need some flavor <laughs> you know and so <laughs> okay so that's what i'm Excellent. drinking good Flavored
2: hair good
0: fantastic Corey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In
2: preparation for this all holy of days, um, <laughs> I bought the most gigantic bottle of uh, Jose Cuervo pre-made mix, <laughs> uh, cherry limeade. All you do is pour it in a glass with ice, and um, i had yeah. too much, but I've been off work since 3.30. It's 7.45, and I started drinking after work, so
0: there- you're welcome. Thank you. She has to say that for legal reasons. I feel like
1: it's just going to awesome. add to the elements of the podcast.
0: Yeah. 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 It's going to add a chaotic
2: nature that I'm, I'm here for. So we're here for. Yeah. Usually those pre-made yeah. things are not very strong, but tequila. Yep. And Jose Cuervo, I usually don't drink tequila. And I was like, this is a giant bottle of cherry limeade. Here we go. Yep. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. We love cherry limeade tequila. Yes. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's alcohol poisoning. <laughs> That's stomach-pumped realness.
1: You know? <sighs> and And huge shock to everyone. I'm drinking water.
2: I was going to say, spindrift. Yeah. <laughs> spindrift.
1: Water. I... Love it! It's my favorite. I'm a nerd. Okay, it's fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Add a little spice.
1: I'm like, I had a tea and a coffee today. Good, but mostly water Good. because I love like it. it. And they f- y'all,
0: I finally made out of a mocha season today. You know, usually I, I, for the like past three months, I've done like coffee. Mm-hmm. With hot chocolate because it's delightful. I did it. It's the best. Right, but in... today I couldn't it's like it's time. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's time to move on with my life and an I'm like I yeah, but because it's
1: still not <laughs> like it's still cold. Today actually was unseasonably warm. It was like 55 degrees. It was delightful.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it was so nice. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I don't need to bring my jacket." I still had one just in cases. Um because Colorado Yeah. <laughs> But it's still cold enough most days where it's like, okay, yeah, I want. Like, I don't know. It makes winter seem like a thousand years long. So, mocha season yeah. all the because time. Because it is in your state. Yep. Could be well, worse. We could live in Wisconsin or Minnesota. Yeah. Or Montana. True. Or, Canada. True. True. or Canada.
0: Most True. of Canada.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So- or Sweden. <sighs> right. For Alaska. There's a name everywhere that's cold. Okay. Um- <laughs> Corey. Or Chile. Right. <gasps> Kick it off. So, for Bridgerton. Oh, you know what? I'm not Sarah. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> God damn so, Corey. <laughs> Bridgerton is a period
0: piece uh, show. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Bamping. 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 <laughs> Bamping. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> it was released this year on December 25th. It's not this year then. Sean no, no, no. Twenty twenty. Listen, that was a year. year. It's with. It's within the last calendar year. <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, and also, I think in school years. Shut up. <laughs>
1: I love
0: that. Like for me, the calendar year is from September to June, and then from June to oh August. Oh my gosh! It's like doesn't. Okay, exist.
2: okay. We're raining this in. We're raining this in. So okay. Bridgerton okay. is <laughs> because I just I just read about who the who wrote the books and everything makes sense. Okay, so um, <laughs> so Bridgerton is a period piece, much like uh, you know Pride and Prejudice, Sanditon, Prejudiced, whatever mm-hmm. Sanditon. Prejudice. Emma. Emma, etc. So as you know, we love those in this house.
0: Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The 1800s are great. We love the 19th century. We do. Yeah.
2: We love the romanticism of it. The, you know, when you watch the TV shows and nobody, you can't smell anyone because there's no deodorant. So you can't tell that everyone's <laughs> just a little bit stinky. Um <laughs> People don't bathe as often as you would like, but you can't see that on the screen. So we love it. Yeah. Um, And everyone's teeth are perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So legitimately, um, I first saw it just like on my, like, it was like Netflix coming soon. And it looked like it was going to be a period piece. Did you guys ever see Belle with Gugu Mumbathra? where Mm -hmm. she was the black daughter Okay, that's what I thought it was going to be based on the commercials, that it was going to be, like, about, like, white London and a black man became, like, a duke. And I was like, That okay. would be a way better story to the age. <laughs> <H." laughs> um, so then it comes out and people are, like, freaking out about it. And people are saying stuff like, I watched the whole thing in a day and a half. And I was like, oh, well, I like period pieces. Okay. And Mariah, did you watch? I think you watched it first. And then you yeah, told um, me to watch I
0: it. I started it on Christmas. I started on Christmas. On
1: Chris- it's way like, too, on soon. The, the 25th.
0: too soon. The twenty fifth. What do you mean okay, too soon? Listen. It's
1: too soon to start something that's hyped. It was hyped going into when it came out. So I, mm, I get super foreign hipster about these things. Okay. Shocking.
0: Well, okay. So so then, unlike the grump in the room, <laughs> I, I have started to be something on December twenty okay. fifth. Because I was like, you know what? I just spent the day at my parents and my roommates are not back from their parents. Um, So I'm just going to like chill here with the doggo and watch this. And uh, I got an episode and a half in and I was like, this is great. But I'm going to go to sleep because it's been a day. Um, And then the next day, they fucked off to who knows where. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Looks like I can watch Bridgerton, and then uh, I watched the whole thing, and it was awesome. Yes, I don't even remember. It kind of just like flew by, mm-hmm. you know. Like the Queen's Gambit was way better quality-wise, but God, the bingeability of Bridgerton is something to be seen. Yeah. Okay. It's like so mm. so um.
2: It mm-hmm. is based on a bunch of books by a woman, Julia Quinn, who, when I used to work at a public library, Julia Quinn's Regency novels are the ones that. Um, how do I put this delicately? They're... Middle-aged white ladies come in and go, mm-hmm. "I want Regency with a little bit of spice," but like the spice level is like one it, they look out like. Of five. I
1: sent a picture to the group chat. They look like almost they're recognizable. Like if you yeah. look at the covers, it just reminds me of all of those like. Har- not Harlequin, yeah, but like but Harlequin like, romance novels,
0: absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like oh, Outlander Light is what I like to call it. Yes,
2: it's exactly <sighs> like that. So yeah, so that's what we're going into. So Mariah, you've kind of started, but what was your like? What was your impression? Like, you watched it? It was bingeable.
0: I mean, so I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, Miss Grey's Anatomy herself, mm-hmm. has produced for me personally mm-hmm. a period romance drama with people of color in it. I'm here for it. Like that's all I needed. <laughs> like I was gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And um, the first thing that I thought when I was watching this, I was like, oh, tropes. Oh. <laughs> here you have a trope you have a trope here have a trope have a trope everybody gets a trope like it was just like wow it's and then i i was like i don't know how to describe this accurately enough and then i saw a tiktok today that was like bridgerton feels like a 13 year old has found wattpad for the first time (laughs) and just is writing the dirtiest shit they can ever they, that they they think is good, right? That they think is good, but it is, and but in ten years they're going to go back and realize that it's garbage and it's on the internet forever. Mm-hmm. That being said, I watched it in a day, and I'm very excited about season two. Like that's what the whole that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it immensely. You know, yep. fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: Mm-hmm. In my opinion, when I was watching it, is Bridgerton is what Sanditon wanted to be. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. Because they wanted to have, like, you know, political talk and representation and – um, but have, like, more of, like, a little bit of a modern twist to things. But Sanditon, obviously, if you listen to our episode, we hmm. think fell a little flat, a lot flat. I think Bridgerton – is like here we're going to give you all these things i actually really loved when i first started watching it and you know i like again i thought it was going to be like about like a black duke coming in and then you start watching it and they really build the world like nope just there's everyone who lives here like it's just everyone is of uh whatever race and we're here and the actual point of the show is not about race and race relations mm-hmm. at least in the first couple episodes but the point is how they're rich and wealthy live and get married and court and everything. And that's what I actually really liked because that's kind of this, the silly, goofy, almost lighthearted, like stuff that you want to see in a Regency. Like these people are so rich. They have nothing better to do than to prepare
0: themselves to be married. Isn't that the tea though? (laughs) Yeah. And then, and the but dream. I did
2: appreciate later on. I don't remember. It was like episode five. There's eight episodes, and in episode like five, the main duke, his um kind of adopted mother, she does say she does bring up something to him where she was like, "We have to be beyond reproach because we have to prove that we, our people, are allowed to be here." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So there's like something, um, which I also liked and appreciated. But like the queen is black, and it's just all. And she just is, they don't talk about it really until later or anything. It's just the queen walks in and she is this glorious black woman. And you're like, Oh, this is, I love all of this. (laughs) This is great. Um, but yeah, so that was my, that's mine. So Sarah, what were your first impressions?
0: Grump, do tell.
2: (laughs) Dear Grump, Sarah, legitimately guys, I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna open the curtain again. We were like, Sarah, you need to watch Bridgerton so we can all talk about it. And she went, no,
0: I refuse. And we were like Because oh. everybody's telling me that I need to watch it, which means I don't want to watch it now. And I'm like, all right, fair enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, and it, you and it, and it, and it, it also depends on how people tell me if they tell me too aggressively, too enthusiastically. And I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> you need to calm down. And, like, gently suggest, like, my sister is innate, and she'll tell me to, she tell, aggressively tells me to do things. And I'm like, no. Other people will come and be like, I think you might like this, but, you know, you know whatever, it's fine. I'm more interested in that. Like, I'm more likely to do that. Anyway, so, yes, very aggressively. Did not want to watch this at first. It, well, it wasn't that, that I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it yet. Um, Because everyone else was. And everyone was telling me it was great. And I'm like, just shut up, okay? (laughs) First of all. Second of all, I like to get where I feel like I was late to the Queen's Gambit as well because I wanted to be emotionally like I'm, I don't know. I think because I get so invested in TV shows. um, We talked about this recently with like my TikTok. I only watch it on one day a week because I get really obsessive and it's really unhealthy for me to be that obsessive and so i get concerned so i want to make sure i'm in the right mindset and emotional space to like tackle something that i'm probably going to love because mariah Markopolous, like day one or d- day two of watching and she was like sarah it's fake dating turned rope lovers and i'm like excellent sold love it i'm not gonna watch <laughs> yes. it yet like <laughs> right it wasn't that i never like didn't want to watch it so yes I'm ridiculous. Netflix chose it for me, and I was like, sure. And I had some hot chocolate and I was watching. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. And my first impression is that it's Gossip Girl Meets Pride and Prejudice meets Shonda Rhymes. Yeah.
0: That's a really good description. That is. I love it. Because it's, it's so like true.
1: I couldn't, I had to say Shonda Rhymes because any show that she does is just, like, it's so definitely her world. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't say it's Gossip Girl meets Pride and Prejudice meets Grey's Anatomy. That doesn't have the same. But it's, yeah. Because Julie Andrews is our Gossip Girl for Bridgerton. And I love it. And then yeah, it took me, like, a hot second. And I was <laughs> right? like, wait, I
0: know this voice. Uh-huh. How do I know? Yeah.
1: Got it. Queen of
0: Genovia. And <laughs> hey, yes, um, you put some respect on Mary Poppins' name. How dare
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was just the first thing I thought of. I was gonna say Maria von Trapp. What would you like me to say? She's also Cinderella from Rogers and Hammerstein. Is she? Yeah. Yes, the original. Mm-hmm. Well, I also mm-hmm. hate Rodgers. I know Howard you
0: do. <laughs> um, ooh, that'll be an enough. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do that to me,
1: it would be in my, my own like, home. Talking about why you hate it anyways okay uh so yeah i uh i think i knew a lot going into it i knew that it was fake lovers or fake dating to lovers i knew there was a shit ton of sex um and i knew it was bingeable and Mm -hmm. uh yeah like i said started at 10 p.m was gonna watch two episodes watched five on a work day it was bad, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, I kind of regret it, but it's fine. It happened. Um, yeah. I do have to say, yeah.
2: the amount of hype that was put into the sex before I watched it, I really thought there was going to be a whole lot more of it, mm-hmm. and that it would, be, or that it was going to be a
1: lot racier than it was.
2: Like Outlander, oh, yeah, yeah. And, like
1: Outlander was
2: way more than this show ever.
1: Yeah, like, I so I stopped yeah. on the episode where they get married. Shock. Mm-hmm. They do get married. Um, and so then I was told, oh, the next episode, that's the honeymoon episode. There's so much sex. I literally had to, now, again, friends, I work in a conservative place. So they were like, I had to fast forward through it. It's not good for my heart. And I'm like, okay, interesting. <laughs> and so i was thinking, like, it's graphic. <laughs> Right? Like, mm-hmm. more graphic. Mm-hmm. The, though some have, like, I don't know. But that's what I'm going into thinking. And then I watch it. And I'm like, I don't understand. But okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like,
2: uh, Outlander. Outlander. Yeah. Just episode seven.
1: I know. It's the All best. It. Just watch it. <laughs> Go watch episode seven of Outlander season one now.
2: Um. Anyways. Yeah. That was my yeah, first I impression. Just, I like it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So who, okay. When the show for, this is, cause this is my question. Um, I want to know who your favorite character is, but I also want to know, did it change? Because there is eight episodes. Mm -hmm. So do you have an overall favorite character or did you have someone in the beginning who was your favorite and then it changed as it went? Oh, Yes, because That's a great question. because it um, did for you. <laughs> it isn't a movie. Yeah, I actually um, I really liked the sister, Eloise, 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 the really smart sister. At first,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I loved her. I was like, she's gonna be my favorite. And then she just kind of flopped. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and never really was anything. But then Penelope Featherington. Mm-hmm. Just, oh. I mean, not that she wasn't, but you know, the girl who plays her is in D- Dairy Girls. Yeah. So if you guys have watched Dairy Girls, I was like, oh my god, yes. Um, it's Nicola, but um, I I wasn't prepared to like her character, and then by like episode three, I was like, oh, never mind, you're my favorite, <laughs> and it stayed that way through the whole thing. Um, Daphne was fine, but she was kind of like that, like prim and proper, perfect. Um, like when you watch *Pride and Prejudice*, the no one likes Jane. Like, no one really likes Jane. Like Jane's fine, but she's just she's perfect. So it's like fine, she's fine. That is that is
0: exactly Daphne.
2: Yeah, but like oh, I think, and yeah. I think that's partly where, at least for me, where I'm like, okay, like this is a good show, but I wanted so much more of a storyline, and maybe there's more in other books or like in new seasons coming up but penelope and colin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i cared way more about them mm-hmm. than about daphne and simon yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah but anyway um so i i mean so <laughs> your girl likes a disaster right <laughs> um, <laughs> so of course it's just so i actually you. really like the idiot duke <laughs> yes good like i really like him and he didn't really change throughout um because as a person who doesn't want to have kids like just admit it like saying i I can't have children and being like really that means i just don't want them i'm like i i I agree i understand i get it right i see you i see you simon (laughs) (laughs) like i get it i also do not want to carry on my family name Despite my father, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, all, I I mean, I really like Simon. I think he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's much more of like a he he's a, he's a rake in a way. that's, like lovable, you know, lovable mm-hmm. fuck boy. We love a C one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really hot. Right. And um, you know, tongue game, he's got it. You know, <laughs> yes. The yes. tongue, I yeah. just, oh my god that i will one say scene with the with the ice cream i was like we talk about what? like
2: <laughs> the spice wasn't as spicy as i thought but let me tell you it
0: was still good <laughs> like, oh absolutely it's kind of <laughs> like, like everybody's saying okay these are the fucking hottest wings of all time you're gonna burn your fucking face off and then you just get like sweaty equals, you know national Nash- Nash- like you know buffalo wild wings and it's like medium hot spice like, it's still good and spicy, but it's not. <laughs> it's not going to kill yeah, you. right. <laughs> you know? I mean, because I've read Mando fan fiction way. <laughs> Why haven't you sent it my way? Rude. Yes. Be- ma'am, I'll Thank get you. it to you. Yeah. It's an, it's also a work in progress, and we, I, yeah, we know how you true. feel about that. Sarah um, has strong
1: opinions, so. we know.
0: <laughs> Oof. Oof. Sweet girl, baby. Anyway. um. Anyway uh i and it didn't really change however from the beginning of the, the the series towards the end i did grow in fondness for everyone's favorite disaster bridgerton <laughs> anthony <Yeah>. um, <laughs> yeah. i was like wow what an idiot and by the end i was like oh he's an idiot in learn oh it's so stupid yes <laughs> He's a disaster and I relate, so I get it. I love him. Well, so then that follows in. Oh, sorry. What?
1: Wow. Sorry. Sorry. How dare you? Hey, it's the booze. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> sure. So I'm pretty certain as soon as. It's, it's a- also all about me. Yeah. All right. Debatable. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think I Marco Poloed them as soon as I started. And by them, I mean Mariah and Corey, the other people on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I love Eloise and Penelope. Um, and Mara's like, duh, because Eloise is you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, I'll yes. take that. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I still loved Eloise. Um, I definitely liked all the side characters way more than Daphne and Simon, but I think that Simon had more of a backstory. Um, There was more information about him, and he had more minuscule character growth than Daphne's zero, in my opinion.
0: Listen, it's not her fault that her flaw (laughs) is that she just didn't know where babies come from.
1: Literally, (laughs) I'm just... uh, We'll get
0: on to my
1: issue we're gonna talk later, about my f- but,
2: favorite conversation that happens though <laughs> but I'm just like
1: I yeah I really like Eloise I think it's a, throughout just because she's sassy and I like her I think mm-hmm. um it's hard to choose characters that I like because so few of them had any sort of character growth and that's what endears me to characters and why I like it it's also my biggest issue with Bridgerton, Um, but I I do. I loved, yeah, Eloise, Penelope, Simon, Benedict, who's so hot. Uh, Yeah.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Do you know him from something? I don't know what it... No, no, I just... Everybody keeps telling me that Benedict is hot, and I just don't see it. It's that's okay. What-
1: <laughs> people like, don't
0: I, understand like, why like, you <laughs> find some people hot, and that's okay. No, I totally get. I know. I understand. I'm like, am I missing something? Am I truly missing something? It makes me feel uncomfortable that I just don't understand. He's white, white boy. Sorry. He is. I guess. I mean, I got. I like. I like plenty of white boys. He's got that chin. I, know. <laughs> right. I don't like it. For I I'm I'm happy. I I I just I just
1: need him to be. He's one of those. He's white boy hot, and I'd be okay if he was gay. You know.
0: Yes. I would very much prefer it if he was gay. Yes.
1: Whereas there's others where you're like you're so fucking hot and you're gay, and I'm like, good for you, but sad for me. Anyways.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um. So then that leads into my next question of then who was your least favorite, and did it change? from beginning to end
1: so oh I I never really cared about Daphne whatever so I didn't like and then my I full I think I grew to dis I was apathetic at first and then I grew to dislike her as the show went on um and then went back to apathy (laughs) with her (laughs) and then Marina I think was like oh you're kind of cool but you're going to take Colin away from my baby, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you're a conniving bitch. I think I sent that as a text to you guys. Yes. Um, yes. I, you were very uh, angry. Very <laughs> angry. I'm like, how are you so blind? You cannot see that your supposed friend is in love with the guy you're trying to swindle. I don't, I don't understand. Um, and I just thought she was overall, like, I didn't get it. I don't get it with her. I was like, but I, I don't know, I, I also didn't like Lady Featherington conniving. think?
0: yeah, she was fine. She's a fake bitch. Yep. yep. She yep. reminds yep. me of Melania Trump. <laughs> 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 um,
1: fun fact about her, she played Jane Fairfax in the 1995-96 uh, Emma with... Gwyneth Paltrow. Wait, Jane
0: Fairfax? My cousin Jane Fairfax, who's just so accomplished Jane Fairfax? Yeah. <laughs> Where she falls in love with Ewan McGregor. Oh. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. I do need to watch that version, don't I? Yeah,
1: probably. Yeah. It's garbage, but it's also delightful.
2: <laughs> it's delightful garbage. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. I love delightful it. Garbage.
0: Much like this podcast in it. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Mariah, who is your least favorite? Did you have a least favorite? Did it change?
0: Um, My least favorite? Uh, no. But I did get real mad at Daphne. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got real yeah. mad at her. I was like, you yeah. piece of shit. You absolute garbage human. Yep. I hate well, you. Mm-hmm. But I also i am like, okay, here's the thing, though. You can't. I'm like. She doesn't know where babies come from. So that leads me to believe that she doesn't know she can rape a man. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just like, oh, God, I'm upset and you're awful. But you truly, I think, did not understand or know better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, which we'll talk about that, I'm sure. We're going to talk about that in depth. Um, But I'm just like, you know, I mean, I had mostly just like apathy towards characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly, I was like... I know that people really care about Penelope and Colin, but I'm like, I don't care at the moment. Maybe later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will care. But I was like, every time they were on screen, I'm like, oh, this is cute.
1: I think I think that's oh. going... We can segue later back into this after Corey tells us who she disliked. Because it has to do with the characterization. Why some people... like Because the character depth was lacking so for people who don't get as involved it's harder for i don't know that's my soapbox mm-hmm. i'll get on it later
0: yeah nice yeah
2: yeah um so when i first started watching it i hated anthony because he's there to ruin everyone's lives it's true. trying to get daphne to be married to some creepy old man
1: when she could not have old. literally that's everyone super creepy
2: he's he's older Who's definitely not in her age group.
1: But not as old as who Marina was getting set up with.
0: So
2: Well, so Anthony was my least favorite to start with. And then Marina. And then Anthony, like, by the end, I was just like, oh, you're just a small boy who doesn't know what to do. And you're Mm -hmm. trapped by weird societal standards. And you want to love and marry your uh, soprano opera lady and can't because she is working class. Um. But I, my hot take is that Marina has the most character development in the show, but her character development is that of a villain and she has a villain's arc True, Mm -hmm. because she goes from, and there's a part of it where, um, there is a part of her that I find very redeemable in the sense that at one point, kind of towards the end of like in the last episode or something, she goes, nobody was there to help me. Nobody was telling me what to do. I'm pregnant out of wedlock. The man I love is gone. And everyone's just trying to like, nobody's helping me. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. And we've already been shown multiple times how people are not in women of her um, social class are not taught, are taught literally nothing about sex. Like, like, like uh, there's, a, the there's, a, there's a very funny exchange between penelope and eloise after they have found out that marina is pregnant and penelope is trying to tell eloise but not give up marina's secret and she's like um a maid in our house is pregnant and um eloise said something well what is she gonna do with her husband and she was like no she's not married and they like stop in the street and she's like you can get married and not be pregnant we must make sure we don't do that how does that happen (laughs) but i'm like you, we can must, you, may, you, you can get pregnant and not be married,
0: but not be married. <laughs> like,
2: and it's 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 almost <laughs> like they just thought that like <laughs> when the ring goes on your finger, you get pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's nothing physical to it. So when Marina says that towards the end, that's when even though she was conniving towards Colin, I understood it, and it is still a villain arc because she is manipulating him, but the people she is being thrown at are these disgusting old men who just want her for her money or just her body and to have like a pretty young thing on their arm. And they don't care that she's pregnant, but like in a mean way, kind of, I guess. And Mm -hmm. Colin at least does like her as a person. And she's like, Hey, and you're smart and you're kind and you're funny and you're my age. Like here. I mean, yes, I'm conniving. Yes. I have to like trick you. And yes, this girl really loves you, but, I also have to do what's best for me in a situation where nobody is telling me anything. Um, so it's kind of like the love to hate her thing for me at the end.
0: Absolutely.
2: And I very much love how her story ended. I, I really liked, um, for one, I liked that her lover did not abandon her, that he just, he died in war, that he did want to marry her. And then his brother shows up, who, by the way, was real hot, and is like, I'll marry you. And I was like, girl, do it. <laughs> and luckily she did. Um, And she didn't get to marry for love, and she didn't get to marry someone she knew. But that's kind of, I don't know. She
0: married for
2: convenience. Yeah.
0: But she's literally, I just think she had... The, Which was the point to begin with, was The wasn't whole point
2: it? from the whole... And the thing is, like, I could talk about Marina all day because she's, like, the only one that had, like, character development and growth. And, like, like all these other people were just there to get married. I guess Penelope did, too. But we didn't know it
0: until the very end, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Right. But the thing... Here's the thing with... I think these... Stories in particular. And the fact that it's attached to Shonda Rhimes. There's mm-hmm. a reason. My Grey's Anatomy has been going on for 17 seasons. And it's not because of the character development. It's precisely because the characters do not develop. That it can continue going. Owen Hunt has made the same fucking mistake. <laughs> Four different women. <laughs> Including the same woman Twice before he was technically on the show and now that he's married to her after (laughs) like like, that's why these shows can go on for so long because the lack of character development keeps the drama going and people are there for the drama it's the bachelor factor you Mm know like yeah we're just here for the shenanigans and that's what i was here for i wasn't necessarily here to see all like, I'm here to consume some candy, some bubble gum. It is not nutritious, but and it is overtly sweet, and may fuck with me later. Like, I'm going to have a lot of rotting teeth. My I'm going to feel very bad afterwards, but in the moment, it is delicious, and I'm enjoying myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is an extended metaphor. Yes. It took me places. Thank you.
1: I loved it. Thank You're welcome. You.
2: So then, we've kind of covered this, but in general and not talking about because I, I do want to bring up like daphne and that whole thing later not talking about daphne and whatever what did you like and dislike about the show
0: i i, can go I first. really love the costumes yes mm-hmm. even though they're period and appropriate yep. and inaccurate yep. i love them so much
1: my I like the sequence the
0: spark favorite thing
1: were the instrumental versions of pop songs all of a sudden i'm like the vitamin string quartet like, yes oh, billy eilish i'm here for it i love it that was probably one of my absolute favorite things about the whole show was that because i wasn't expecting it everything else right? was so predictable for the most part uh, that just being like obviously you knew the costumes were going to be great but not period appropriate you know everyone was going to be hot no one was going to have buy bi- it high whatever but then all of a sudden to throw that in i was like
0: okay I, I like i like this wasn't at one point they were playing like during a sex scene they were playing something from ariana grande and i was like yeah. yes good mm-hmm. this is yeah. exactly what it was <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly yes perfect <laughs> Oh, man and now everybody's like listening to the vitamin string quartet and i'm like thank you Where have you fuck have you been yes they're great you love them they've been yeah so good they've
1: been living under rocks
0: well true true
2: true, right? true yeah i loved i thought it was a very beautiful the whole thing mm-hmm. all of the colors the way it was shot just the scenes the ballrooms like um, even just, even just the way, cause girls would, you know, you go to the ball and then the next day you get people to call on you and the way they would even like set up all the flowers in the rooms. Like I just thought it was very like aesthetically pleasing and it was fun to watch. So that part of it was very like, that's what makes it bingeable is that you can just, it's like, it's pretty, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty and sparkly. Um, and then, ugh. Fucking loved Lady Whistledown and the whole thing.
0: <laughs> like it is. time.
2: It's just Gossip Girl. Yeah. That's if, if people haven't watched it and you don't understand, it's literally Gossip Girl, but in pamphlet form.
0: <laughs> XOXO. Lady Whistledown. <laughs> Where's Dan Humphreys? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then yes. like the whole time I was like, I was like, who's Lady Whistledown? Oh, it's Penelope. Mm-hmm. Nah, it can't be Penelope. Mm-hmm. That's too obvious. The sad girl? Mm-hmm. I oscillated uh,
1: between Penelope and Eloise but mostly Penelope
0: for a hot minute there I thought it was the queen
1: that would have been great
0: (laughs) okay I honestly and then she was like go find Lady Whistledown and I was like oh shit it's not you (laughs) okay I thought it
2: was Eloise and then I thought and then I really did believe it was that seamstress
0: Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah!
2: Because when they did that, I was like, "Oh, this would be a really cool kind of twist, like it's the servant that like nobody pays attention to. she would get all the gossip, and she's pretending to be French, but she's actually from you know like Cockney, England, or wherever like East Side or whatever London, um, so she could also be like a really good writer, and it's just that you know she's poor and so never got to be like anything better. I really wanted it to be her." And then, yeah, towards the end, I was like, oh, it's oh, it's Penelope.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I f- kind of felt cheated, the fact that it was Penelope. You know, it's kind of like playing those um, whodunit mystery, murder mystery games with your friends. And you're like, who is the murderer?
1: Oh, is my it- God.
0: It's the mobster. It- it's the mobster. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> crazy yeah you know oh who killed her was it the man-eating plant or the assistant <laughs> like, <aw. laughs> right yes
2: <laughs> yeah no. yeah um i figured out it was penelope when they didn't write about the queen's ball because the featheringtons weren't right the featheringtons mm-hmm. weren't allowed at that ball yet and so i was like oh well it had to be somebody It was either the seamstress, because she gets all her gossip from the Featheringtons, or it's Penelope, because she couldn't go.
0: But Mm -hmm. Well, look at you, detective. I don't pay attention to any of that shit. (laughs) I'm very bad at Clue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm not good at Clue.
2: I never win, but I fucking love it. So <laughs> I'm not good and I'm not
0: very good, fu- I don't find it very fun. Yeah. I like the ride. I don't like f- trying to figure out what's going to happen. I just like things to happen to me. That's, that's fair.
2: Well, speaking of just letting things happen to you, uh, this <laughs> is a segment called Let's Talk Double Standards. <laughs> and how well Shonda Rhimes portrays double standards in this show. I actually thought they did a really great job. Um, because for one scene specifically, Anthony is talking to his brothers and they're younger than him. And some of them maybe haven't had sex yet. And the girls have just had a whole conversation about how do you get pregnant? What? (laughs) And they're like, you get married at 17 and you've never had sex with anyone. You literally cannot walk in a garden alone with someone. Mm -hmm. And then he turns around and is telling his brothers, don't get married. You have to go have sex with lots of women before you should even settle down. And I was like, bitch, this is it. This is, this is it. And I just like that they, in this fluffy, you know, whatever show, it was just like, hello, we're going to hit you in the forehead with double standards. There you go.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of like, you know, it was like woke girl boss feminism as opposed to real life feminism. Like, I was like, oh, double standards. Uh. In an eight episode series, we could pr- if you're like, that's actually what you want to talk about. You did a shitty job. But like, if you're just trying for like the. <laughs> Let's talk about double standards. <laughs> You know, just for a right. moment, oh, that's fine. And I'm like, but again, as I said, I'm not here for a hard hitting documentary on feminism. I'm here for idiocy, and I got it. And then I got some <laughs> talk about double standards, and then I was like, wow, nice job, right?
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like they also. I feel like as generally we romanticize this period in time, right? Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. And you don't always fully realize, and I just think there were just subtle things that kind of made it seem like I probably wouldn't have wanted to be alive then. You were, like, just the fact that they would mention, like, I was brought up to be a wife. Like, that's all I've ever known. That's all I know how to do or how to take care of a household. Like, no no one wants to do that. It still happens today, but, like so less so much less like you're not just like raised to be one thing in life you get the choice to decide what you want to be in life and I think just the subtlety it wasn't super obvious and I don't think it was definitely was not the point the point was look at these hot people having sex and and being stupid Mm -hmm. but it had those little things where I'm like okay if someone were to watch this they'd be like I probably wouldn't want to be alive then you know Oh, no. Absolutely. Well, the whole way that Simon and Daphne
2: end up having to get married, though, is... Oh, my God. Like, all of it. Guys, the fact I would I just... would be married.
0: Well, we'd all be married. Right, what? because you
2: would go... Because we'd have to... You have to go walking. She was walking in a garden. A man tried to assault her, and because somebody saw her with the man who saved her...
1: No. Right? I remembering were that? Me- remembering that incorrectly... That, was, that before. was before she went walking in a
0: garden with with a man. So she did. She's gone. Then she kissed her, and then oh her brother, right, and
2: then he kissed her. And, and her the brother, brother
0: saw them kissing, and she was like, and the, the brother was duel. like, "You have soil You must marry her. her. No, I can't. She's she's okay. damaged goods you now. You got to meet me gotta at gotta dawn." Now.
1: I mean, to
2: be fair, it was a pretty hot kiss. He to grabbed her butt and everything. I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah, that dress was coming up, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right.
0: Uh-huh. It's in a garden. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Her, ankles, her, chili. her ankles, chilly. Her ankles were
2: exposed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the ankle. Oh, no. It was. It was, a tr- it was almost a bodice ripper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that's a way you could characterize these out. novels. They're bodice rippers.
0: Oh, I like That's that. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they are. That's Which, exactly. by the way, team field trip when Corona's over, you're coming over to California, we're going to Culver City, we're going to the Ripped Bodice, the romance bookstore. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. It's, yep. yep. It's gigantic, right? It's like the giant one. I don't remember. I, I haven't been there yet. I read about it once and I was like, we need to go there. Well, it's, and it's it, like, it's like
1: internationally
0: renowned. You just need so. to <laughs> tell me the name and I'm,
1: yeah, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah um
2: but then like they have like a whole duel but duels are illegal and she runs in the middle of the duel and then they have to get married and it's like fine it's like the whole
0: thing it's just like simon is just like wow that's me i didn't want to get married but uh but i kind of love her and she's my best friend so I guess I wouldn't want to kill myself if I was married to her. I'm like, wow, I relate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I relate to that so hard. And also, she's cool with me not wanting kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not being able to have kids.
2: Yeah, he wink, didn't tell wink. her. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, I did think his speech to the queen was very cute.
0: I know. It was like, like, oh, very precious, good. Special, special. I
2: was like, aw, you guys are adorable. Um. So this is my next segment. is called Are you ready? No. Rape and the art of consent slash coercion,
0: uh, aka
2: Daphne and Marina's downfall. Okay. Okay, Mariah, tell us about. Tell us. Tell. Um. Explain the rape scene. So. so Simon, trigger warnings. Trigger, trigger warning. warning. We're going to talk about
0: rape. Rape and, and sexual we're also assault. Also going to talk about this whole thing with him being a black man too uh-huh, 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 okay uh-huh. um so simon is a second generation duke and he had was born with a stammer and so he hates his dad because his dad was basically an asshole and on this dad's deathbed simon goes i will never have children i want you to die knowing that yeah your and line is it's great and i was like honestly t i love that for you um but you know simon is nothing if not petty because you know he's a shonda rhimes character (laughs) so he is literally going to do that he is a rake and he's never going to get married because he never wants to have kids and everybody has this understanding that he doesn't want kids and when so he says i can't have them Mm -hmm. to daphne she immediately goes. He's infertile. Mm-hmm. Something has happened. Something has happened to him. But because Daphne doesn't know how sex works, really, um she is literally married. And then she sits down with her mother, <laughs> and her mother asks, she, "She's like, so, mom, what, what do I do now that I'm married? Like, I know that kids happen, and I know something happens. What happens?" And her mom is like, oh, it's kind of like what the dogs do. And I'm like, <laughs> woman, that's not helpful at all. And then she goes, and it can be fun or not. And then, like, leaves. <laughs> I know. And it's, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Who, who's this woman? My mother? My <laughs> mother at least gave me a book. No! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is how it happens. And I was like, great, awesome, thank you. Daphne does not get that luxury. And it's just like, so the whole honeymoon episode she's upset because well you know you know they're they're you know the first there's a great scene we're not going to go into it but basically they're having a lot of sex and every time simon is going to come mm-hmm. he literally gets himself out and then like gets grabs a towel or some shit like that
2: mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. like
0: nice we love to see it. A responsible king. And I'm like Yeah. But, and then Because and the game always the- works, but whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like And it takes her the entire episode Which is like a good couple weeks, at least. Yeah, to realize that her him pulling out is odd. And so she gets on top well, and she has a conversation
2: with her maid. Oh, yeah. She makes her maid tell her. Like, legit, like, she goes down to the servants' quarters and, like, corners her maid and is, like, tell me about sex. How,
0: how do babies, babies get made? made. Like, oh my I've God, been having
2: it's... a lot of sex, and you've all been hearing it, but I don't know how babies are made.
0: <laughs> Big yikes.
2: Big yikes. <laughs> which mom. is sad to me. Which was, which which was... really,
0: really upsetting. Which... So, here's the thing. I have, I have a hot take. So does that that also kind of means, well, not kind of, absolutely does mean that both parties were taking advantage of each other during the and scene? in no during during all sex basically, because Simon is under the I mean he's under the assumption. Daphne knows what's going on but in many ways Daphne is still a child I don't know that he knows that right I don't think she Daphne, uh, I
2: don't think he figured right. he knows like it's just no, like... No, no.
0: absolutely he didn't know but um, so but here's the thing Simon then is like they're having sex and Daphne gets on top and Simon's like no I no mm-hmm and then, and then Daphne rides him until he comes. And I'm like, that's rape. That's rape. That's sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, in this perfect, beautiful world where it's blind casting, if race had never been mentioned, I don't think I would have cared as much. But the fact that at later on, they mention the fact that, you know, we have to be better than everybody else. That does mean that racism, in some part, does still exist in this universe. Yeah. And therefore, Daphne is a white woman raping a black man. And so there's a lot of weird power dynamics in there. And I'm just like, there's a lot going on in this scene. And I needed to dive. I like had to pause and like not come back to it for a while. Like, I was like, I. Mm, this makes me feel very disgusting. It makes me feel awful. It makes me feel icky. And then the rest, and then the next couple of episodes of Simon and Daphne's arc is them just like, skirting around the fact that she, A, might be pregnant, and B, they can't have sex with each other because of the loss of trust. And I'm just like, that is awful. This is awful this is the worst i don't like this however cunnilingus on the stairs is pretty (laughs) and my man's just said let me eat your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. puss i um, and then i'm gonna go to bed and i'm like nice awesome (laughs) nice good right um
2: i actually did not register with me until you and i talked later that it was kind of like a rape scene Mm -hmm. because it is such a fluffy show where they don't dive into deep issues. And so then all of a sudden this thing is happening and like, it was upsetting. I'm not going to say I watched it and was like thrilled, but I didn't see it that way at first because they don't build the show for you to see it that way. If that makes sense. Um. And then we were talking, and I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely sexual assault, if not rape, right there. Mm-hmm. Because he's saying no, and she keeps going. Um, yeah. But she also, not but, and she's doing it. They are both just have terrible motives. Because her thing, instead of just talking to him and being like, is this what's happening? She has sex with him and forces him to come inside her. Sorry, mom, don't listen. But um, <laughs> I'm like, oh no! Instead of just having like an adult fucking conversation and being like, wait, why won't you do this? What's happening? And instead, they have to have like weird, almost violent sex. Like, what? What is happening? Yeah. Anyway, which it was honestly really though,
1: bizarre. I'm kind of
0: here for the weird, violent sex. Yeah, of so. course you are. Not, not that specific. <gasps> listen, I don't. They like say with love. <laughs> 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 I can say it you can't anyway continue. Anyway, <laughs> I think
1: So Sarah, did so you So I did. Yeah. I I think did I text you both like every You I you definitely texted You were I, know I texted Mariah, Deeply upset. I don't yeah, if I did it to the group chat or not. Anyways, No, okay. you did because
2: you were like she's raising like, him.
1: What? <laughs> I was I was very upset and I think so I recognized what it was. Um, mostly because I have you guys as friends and I'm much more aware about these issues than Mm -hmm. I was before. Um, And then what still gets me is that she never apologized. No, never. He did. And that makes me so mad that Mm -hmm. he apologized when, yeah, he was being stupid and prideful. Sure. And not openly communicating. We know Sarah loves open, honest communication. You guys stop being Mm -hmm. stupid. (laughs) But like that great big scene in the rain where they like decide they love each other. And I'm like, cool. But she didn't fucking apologize. She didn't do anything. And I'm like, it it, it just (sighs) makes me... They had a chance for Daphne to have done some teeny tiny growth. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the point, but still they had it and they missed it. Apparently, I've heard that she's not as awful in the book series mm-hmm. um, and that she doesn't actually hmm. rape him in the book series or something like that. Shocking.
0: Pleasure.
2: They never do. Well, they
0: always put it in the show and then it's never in the book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's weird.
0: Anyway, and it just like makes me upset because like we're so used to seeing like, it makes me upset that we're still using basically rape as a story mm-hmm. tool mm-hmm. for a marginalized group of people. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes me really upset. Yeah. Like, and it just, and it makes me doubly upset that we are so used to seeing women being raped that we don't understand it when a man is being raped. Yeah. Yeah. Like that makes I was just, me. like we Absolutely. don't see it, we don't understand it, we don't feel bad for him until after the fact. And I'm just like, that is the worst thing about this whole story arc arc and why Simon is my king and I yes. love him. Survivor baby. Uh-huh. And really it does a great disservice. To
2: women and to Daphne that she is never allowed out of the box of cutesy little innocent bubblehead. Like, she doesn't get to grow and change. She doesn't get to say I'm sorry and learn from her mistakes. She always just has to be the perfect little wifey thing. Always. And she never makes any mistakes. And it's just like that it's it's such a disservice like she should you know you learn from your mistakes and that was a big fucking mistake.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
2: Putting it mildly. Lightly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: it yeah. Um and then yeah. we kind of talked about Marina when I was talking uh. about she's my favorite villain arc. But I just think um her thing is um, the whole coercion. And Sarah, I didn't know if you had anything more to say because you vehemently were very upset with her in yes. text.
0: <laughs> so funny. I was like, I didn't care about Marina basically at all. And you care so much and hate her so much. You tell. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. <laughs> Here's the
1: thing, guys. And you kind of know it. But if you didn't or you forgot, I'll remind you. I, get, I don't really, like, have personal drama I don't know. I feel the way about normal people and like people that I interact with, the way Mariah felt about people in the show. (laughs) I feel like we're just gonna say (laughs) Yeah, I have a general sense of it's not full on apathy, but it's like a general sense of like, yeah, sure. Like my coworker was like, You should go like, you know, say hi, make friends with them, and I'm like, why? Legitimate <laughs> conversation that happened. That's just who I am. And yet, I live vicariously through TV and movies and books. I get really invested. Um, and so, yeah, I care about them. Also, you know, I binge watched. Was it the first or second time I was watching it? Cause I watched. I don't remember. I think it was the second. And I just got really. I don't know. It was late. I was tired. I was emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because I really... At the beginning, I chose my ships. I wanted to see them set sail. And she was trying to ruin my ship. My ship still has hope. I'm very excited.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, mm-hmm. I think that was part of it. I think she made the conscious decision to be bad. I know like no one helped Mm -hmm. her and no one showed her a different way. No one, you know, all of that, whatever. I'm like, yes, but you also made a conscious decision to do this, to Mm -hmm. willingly trick a sweet, precious baby boy who, you know, is a good man to marry you. And it bites her in the ass because he's like, had you told me, I would have married you. And I'm right. Like, yeah, you fucking deserve that. Like that's why like, she's a villain. <laughs> but I feel like there were other people. I don't think Marina needed to be a villain, right. because you already have Lady Featherington, and mm-hmm. you know you have all. I, d- I just didn't think that it was necessary, and I think part of that is why I reacted so strongly. I I just I felt like she had potential. I don't know. It's hard to... Yeah.
0: I I mean, I don't know. I think she's very uh, Slytherin. But not like evil Slytherin. Mm -hmm. You know, just like... Yeah. Cutting, ambitious. It doesn't... You know, it just doesn't help that all the other Slytherins are kind (laughs) of evil. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and and for
2: me, at least, um, it was very upsetting for me with Penelope because I like see myself I saw myself in Penelope a little bit the like chubby cute girl who likes to read a lot but is always kind of pushed to the side and like would probably not get anyone to dance with them at the ball and then Colin like is her friend at the very least and he does stand up for her and I was like oh hi Penelope I'm you and you're me and then and then Marina is like doing all the stuff that she's doing so for me that's what at least that was my like emotional attachment to mm-hmm. it was through Penelope more than anything. If if Penelope hadn't been there at all or been involved, I probably wouldn't have felt as bad for Colin, but you add that little piece to it and you're mm-hmm. like, uh, but, but it's not fair. <laughs> but here's
0: the thing. I also was kind of like Marina's making some smart decisions here mm-hmm. for the time. And because, you know, color apparently matters. For her being a black woman, she has to keep these things secret. I was very much on her side for a lot of it. The Ravenclaw's coming out, y'all. <laughs> um, and then yes. Penelope, Penelope being like, Colin doesn't deserve this. I'm <laughs> like, bitch, you just like him. Right, right.
2: <laughs> You're not doing this
0: because of Colin. You're doing it because of you. Yeah. Shut up. And then the fact that she went and exposed Marina like that Ooh. and ruined her whole fucking family in the process. I'm like, bitch, at what point does the petty, the pet tea taste bitter? Mm-hmm. Like, I just. See, I, and I was like, this is. Tell NLP, stop being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, just because you're cute. And sad doesn't mean you can all, can't all can also be a bitch. Stop it. Well,
2: truly, that is the thing at the end when you find out she's the
0: Mrs. Lady Whistledown. Whistledown or... Lady Whistledown. I almost said Featherspoon. <laughs> that was that was coming out of my Corey, mouth. stop drinking. I just need you to stop <laughs> drinking right now. Your lover will thank me. <laughs> but when you find out
2: that's who it is, I did go back and kind of rewatch a couple episodes. And Lady Whistledown is is a twat oh yeah she's a fucking bitch and so you're like wait a minute cute little penelope wrote this shit mm-hmm. like she was like calling people out from the beginning like her outing marina was just one more and the group of people of her outing people yeah but that was stupid
0: I'm it was like... mean it was bad no but it was also logistically very stupid for her and her family like, why would you do that? Why would you expose yourself that way? What's your long game, Penelope? I want to know.
2: Well, I think she's the she's the forgotten, pushed aside sister. Her mother forces her to wear colors she hates. She's being told constantly kind of like, you might never get married. Like, she doesn't have family loyalty. Mm-hmm. These aren't the true, Bridgertons. True. She doesn't have the love. Like, the Bridgerton siblings in all of the whatever, they all really do like each other. And Which want is weird. what's Best for each other. It's
0: so it's weird. not. But, but okay. Okay. <laughs> how can you have eight of you? No. I'm how weird. can you have eight of you that just like like each other so much? That's so weird. I don't. I can't. Well, it helped that their
1: parents loved each other a lot. No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it does. Speaking as a child from a am- a family of eight, <laughs> uh, I feel like I have experience in this. Oh, Hello, Bridgerton. Area. Um, there's something about being surrounded by your siblings 24-7 in a large family Um, and while large families at the time like at the time of Bridgerton were more accepted than they are now you spend like your family members turn into your best friends Mm -hmm. and it's 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 just what ends up happening for my experience people didn't want six kids to come over to their house they couldn't control it they were like, you can right. come over, but just you, or you can pick one child, <laughs> or whatever. Like, right? We wouldn't, we weren't able to go places because there were so many kids. Um, and so you just end up playing games and watching TV and hanging out with your siblings, and you genuinely do enjoy. There are fights. There were tiny fights in Bridget. Like, you know, like you still fight, right. but you genuinely do like each other. Like, yeah. I it's yeah. I get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, well and so Penelope didn't have that. No. So her flinging her family under the bus was like kind of like mm-hmm. oh,
1: okay. Well. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see because I'm like I like learning this layer. Like once it was established that she was Lady Whistledown, I was like okay. I like this layer. There's more to you. You're like this sweet Little nine, or you know, nine on the enneagram, who's at, got a very strong eight wing, or your two who's in stress, and so your eight wing shows up as, or your eight shows up as lady with, like you know, me and the enneagram. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I, I'm intrigued to then see what they do. I would like them to do something and not ignore it because they're just here for the shenanigans but I'm like come on we can have there's some key character interest interesting things that could happen with yeah this because I'm like it adds another layer I still like her um but it's like interesting I see it as like this place of wounding you know as to why she did it I think it was stupid but she did I mean, right. Gossip Girl in general, for going back to that metaphor, is stupid. Like, you know, and yet mm-hmm. Dan Humphreys still ends up with the girl, the reason why he decided to become Gossip Girl. So, you know, Right. worked out in his yes. favor. So we'll see what happens with Penelope. Is that yeah. is true? He still ends up yeah. with Serena, like, finds out he's been Gossip Girl this whole time and they still end up together.
0: So, okay, Sarina. right. right. <laughs> I didn't even, I have only seen like the first half of the first season. I was like, this is two 2000s. Also, it hurts me that all of those people were like, all the characters were like born in 1991. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you fucking mm-hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw the first like two or three
1: seasons, but I watched, I watched a decent amount mostly because, you know, Hi, I have a type, and so I really like Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's...
0: Uh, All right, Ch- fair Chuck and Blair for yes. life. I haven't gotten that oh. far yet. He's kind you of see, just an asshole. He, has,
1: still. he turns into like <laughs> a Simon kind of, you know, like the, the yep. soft bad boy. Oh, nice. Like he's he's actually. Yeah. It's once he ends up with Blair, he starts to actually like experience the spectrum of human emotions.
0: Right. Oh, nice. Because right now, where I've seen him is just try a sexual yep. assault. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you got to get you got to get to at least season mm-hmm. two. Oh god, that's so but much. it's a, okay. it's a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know. I've been wanting. I never <laughs> actually finished the show, so I like nope. wanted to start back from the beginning. And I'm like, oh, I don't think
0: I can do this. It's very painful.
1: <laughs> yep. Do the same thing if I wanted to. However, yeah, go ahead.
0: Dan is so cute. <laughs> I love Pin I know. the other I- so
2: Yep, yep. Okay, back to Bridgerton. What are we talking about? Two questions. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this is so hyped?
1: And was it worth the hype?
0: No, it no. wasn't.
1: I'm like um, we can answer but... the second question. <laughs> it was not worth the hype,
0: Mariah. And it's it's hyped up because nobody's been able to have sex. I mean, you're not for wrong. Like a year. <laughs> okay, can I tell you? That's so funny. I was literally gonna say
2: if this show had been released in a non-pandemic mm-hmm. world, it would have flown under the radar. Very
1: possibly, and been fine. Yeah.
2: It would have been like, oh, did you guys like
0: happen to see that new period piece on? Well, Netflix? That's, what that's what happened with Outlander. That's what happened with Outlander, right? I am so surprised every time I meet people who have never heard of Outlander, right? Like, and it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, a lot. Yeah, we live. We live in a very interesting world where we know things. There are so many people who don't know we anything. Understand how they live? Uh, their lives. Bachelor exists. Yeah, but yeah. I think,
2: mm-hmm. and, but yeah, I think. Um, that was just my opinion. Is that if we were in a normal pre-COVID, this show would have it would have been fine. You would have heard people talking about it, but it wouldn't have been the hype that it's. No, that it's got.
1: I mean, Pride and Prejudice 2005 got rehyped thanks to the pandemic. When it got released, it's no longer on Netflix. By the way,
2: Oh, they only put it on there for like a month. No, it was on there yeah.
1: throughout like the summer, <laughs> guys. Mm-hmm. It was on for a long time listen I, I own it so I don't have to go watch it and on I, finally <laughs> and I was like oh I'm gonna watch it and then it's gone now and I'm like it's fine I have it on dvd I just have to find like find my dvd <laughs> but I was like just remember the tiktok and like my twitter feed like everything just blew up everyone was like oh my gosh pride and prejudice is amazing I'm like where have you been for right what was it 15 years like four times (laughs) and so i i just think because of the pandemic people are are touch starved starved. they're remembering that period dramas are amazing they wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. go do it because they'd be out partying or whatever but because they have to be at home they're like oh actually this is really cool And then it's marketed for those people who would normally not watch period dramas. But guess what? We made it with a bunch of hot people. And there's a lot of sex. And you're welcome.
2: And good diversity. Mm -hmm. I mean, in general. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of white people. We love to see it. All right. So then, on a scale of Sanditon to Emma
1: where would you, you rank have to Bridgeton? specify which emma <laughs> because emma 2020 emma is period my no is that
2: emma period emma period okay. 2020 because it is the all time it is like this is a scale of one to ten
0: okay this is clueless this is clueless <laughs> it's good but it's, it's not, not great good <laughs> everyone's very hot <laughs> but it's not yeah like it's great but it's not good will I rewatch know?
2: it yes will I go read yeah. the books
0: no no will I be very excited to see what Colin and Anthony do absolutely well not necessarily Colin I honestly don't care I,
1: I don't know about excited will I be intrigued to see what everyone except for Daphne and Simon are doing next season
0: yes well, great because uh, Daphne and Simon's story has already been told. They're going to be background Excellent. characters. Perfect, because each Bridgerton Fantastic. gets their own book. Oh, and the first season was "The Duke and I," which is Daphne's okay. book.
1: Okay, um, was anyone? I, we didn't talk about this, and I'll say where I rate it in a mm-hmm. second. But was anyone surprised that it just cut scene? They had a child, and everyone was happy and okay with that.
0: Oh, I was like, ah, yes, happy, happy ending nice um yeah the hets are it, at it again it, it
2: was almost <laughs> yeah my the last episode it was kind of like they drew out their fight after the rape scene for
0: so long and then
2: all of a sudden they were happy and, and
0: then cut two and it was done they have children they have a child yay so excited <gasps> and then there's a bee and then there's what there was a B yeah. at the end, and I was, and then I tried to look into it, and I was like, "What's the significance of the B?" And they're like, "It's their father's spirit." No. And I was like, what? "What?" I reject that. No, that's not right. That's not right.
1: So I would put Bridgerton at a solid six.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it I was agree. entertaining. Obviously, it's bingeable, so entertainment. <laughs> bingeability excellent but what i really come and i enjoy in my tv shows and different things that i invest in is character development relatively lacking but you know i don't watch the bachelor i'm not that kind of person so
2: that's fair was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I I was today years old when I realized that the Bridgerton siblings are an alphabet. Oh, they
1: mentioned it in the show, and that's why I that's did why not Simon, even pay wait. Attention. What? So it's Anthony, <laughs> Anthony. Yeah, okay. Benedict, Anthony, Colin, Daphne, Benedict,
0: Colin, Daphne, Colin, Eloise, Daphne Francesca, Eloise, Frederick.
1: Francesca. They have a sister. Oh. It might be a boy in the books, but it's Francesca in the show, and then it's um. What's the boy's name? I don't it starts with a G, obviously, and then Hyacinth. And so when Daphne gives birth and they're like, What should we call him? Simon is like, I don't know, but it has to start with an A and they start to like cry and they're like, Some traditions must stay in place or whatever. Oh. That go over both of your guys' heads.
2: Yeah, totally didn't yeah. even didn't even yeah, register. That's what I'm here for. No. Nope. Yep hmm that's a little bit like uh <laughs> deep cut but uh all the christian kids <laughs> i grew up with it would be like the pastor's kids always had yeah. like same letter mm-hmm. names and i was like what is it you know there was like jessica jason janessa oh yeah, yeah, yeah and bryce blake brandon and, <laughs> and oh you're just like, you why why and that's just
0: very like it just sounds mm-hmm. like that <laughs> well you want to hear oh. the crazy the crazy. I'm on ex-Mormon TikTok, right? Uh, yes. Oh, all the, all the. The guy yeah. with the 150 siblings. Yeah. All of his siblings who are born in the same year, all their names start with the same letter. Yeah. Yep. Or some shit like that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's insane. I had a
2: Mormon friend in high school who, um, it was J and T. So every other kid was J, every other, like the first kid was J and then, yeah. so it like Joshua, Tris, Josiah, you know.
0: Ew. Gross. Or like the George Foreman kids. They all, all of the kids are named George in some way. (laughs) True story. (laughs) I love that.
2: All right, so that's our takeaway from Bridgerton is you're in a cult. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a cult.
0: Oh, and Bridgerton the TikTok musical. Oh. Sarah, you are now allowed to watch the Bridgerton TikTok musical things. Abigail Barlow. We love her. We love her. Her song. She and her her writing partner are writing, like they're inspired by Bridgerton, and they're like making a new TikTok musical, and people, it's taking off. People, it's it's. Great. Um, But, like, she's written two, like, a couple of songs. One of them is the Eloise song, which is, like, if I were a man, I'd go to Japan. (laughs) I'm like, ah, yes, excellent. That's some good shit. It's some good rhyme. It's true. (laughs) And then there's, um, is this what you call a honeymoon? Pasting around our separate rooms running from a labyrinth, to winter. Oh, God. Uh, that's what's going through my brain all day every day. <laughs> and then there's the Penelope Featherington song, which I'm like, oh, my God. that's so cute (laughs) and then um, there's another one that's like oceans away where it's like everybody gets their own fucking verse and people are just like going for it and I'm like yes make your staging (laughs) yes do some choreo yes write your own verse for Colin for the Penelope Featherington reprise yes bitch work (laughs) I'm into it I'm into it like I like the TikTok musical of Bridgerton better than I like to mute the actual (laughs) show (laughs) (laughs) it's you know you're not wrong yeah 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 really hits harder you know when they're (laughs) singing it's good shit i'll we'll send it to you uh sarah now that you uh Mm -hmm. yep oh i've been initiated now that you've been initiated
1: i'll I'll watch it Uh, when i watch
0: my tiktoks
1: perfect (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, uh, is that it?
1: That's all I got. Okay.
0: Well, what are we loving this week? Mm.
2: I mean, I, I love Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. <laughs> um, I understand that they are elected officials that we will hold accountable. It does not mean that when they were speaking in full sentences in front of a crowd with compassion that I wasn't crying. (laughs) It has been so long since we have heard someone who can speak eloquently or in in, in full sentences without calling people names. Uh, That's all. I'm just so happy. I'm just, you know, and he signed all these things today. His first hundred days, he got already. rid of the Keystone pipeline. He got
0: rid of the Keystone pipeline. Like, I, that's something that I did not see coming, right? And I was like, what? Right.
2: We're back in the Paris
0: Accords. We Whoa. yes,
2: yes. The wall is gone. <laughs> the wall is gone. I mean, they're gonna like um put a moratorium on rent slash evictions if you're affected by COVID slash oh. if you have to pay back your student loans. You can, like, get on. It's just There's so much, and apparently there's going to be stimulus talk tomorrow. We might get more money. Because because
0: <sighs> T.O. Bernie is in charge of T.O. Bernie. <laughs> can I just... No! Oh, I have to tell what you... T.O. Bernie Me, I have oh, to tell you God. the actual best
2: part about the inauguration was 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 Bernie Sanders outfit did you
0: guys
1: see the Enneagram five memes with Bernie no. Sanders <laughs> i'm gonna no. send you the gold. <laughs> my favorite was
2: somebody Somebody was like all the outfits we thought were going to make the catwalk and you know it was like Lady Gaga and Michelle Obama and all this stuff and the person who actually like made the catwalk stole
0: the fashion and it show. was Bernie
2: Sanders but then the best comment was Bernie Sanders be showing up like okay I got six things to do today Joe get your shit together after this I'm going to the hardware store after
0: that I gotta go sign some bills <laughs> and after that if I have time I gotta go feed my daughter's cat like <laughs> Like, <laughs> so Bernie Sanders had shit to do today and the inauguration was just one of those things. It was just the first thing on the docket. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my, oh. What it's like to be T.O. Bernie. We love to see it. Uh, we gonna, love to no. see it.
2: Oh and then somebody made, I'm sorry, and then somebody made a t-shirt oh. that said how far, or they were like in the TikTok, they were like, "Um, so Michelle Obama never actually told us when she said, when they go high, low, you go high, she never gave us, like, total clarity on what that means. So, fuck Mitch McConnell. <laughs> it says, her third t-shirt says, hello, everyone, except Mitch McConnell.
0: <laughs> and then on the back of the t-shirt, it says, because fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's true. Oh, uh, uh, yes, right. good. Um, I, on the same thing on the inauguration, I love amanda gorman mm-hmm. who was the young poet who right read
1: her poem
0: the poet laureate fun fact her mom works in my school district oh oh that's amazing yeah we got emails about it for the past like week it's been insane um, like but i was like oh whatever and then I was like, shit, this is the best part about the whole inauguration. And I was just, like, blown away by how just, like, the feeling and the articulation. I'm like, this is everything that I've been wanting to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm, forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, one of the lines that really just got me and posted on my Instagram was, our blunders become their burdens. And I was like, if that is not just me as a teacher... <laughs> Yes. Like holy shit. And then like, wow, if only my parents would understand that. <laughs> like and like the, our parents whole entire generation would understand that. We'd be, be in a better place, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Self reflection's a powerful tool that a lot of boomers don't have. Right. And maybe millennials have too much of so it's, just...
2: it's why we drink anyway, all the I time. Just, <laughs> I, exactly.
0: But I was just blown away by her speech. And I think it's going to be analyzed for years. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And it just made me so happy that she's the daughter of a
1: teacher. Mm. Yep. Yep. Sarah, I <laughs> love <it? laughs> So I'm going to take a hard. Turn in some That's okay. direction. That's okay.
0: Good. That's, <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's fine. And so I
1: am currently house sitting. And so the only thing I can like watch, because I wanted to log into my account and like you know, not mess up their Netflix and Hulu and stuff. So I logged into HBO Max and I've been watching Whose Line Is It Anyway?
0: Yeah. And, oh yes. my God. Oh, wait, I've
1: always for years, like you know. Middle of the night, you can't sleep, you turn on the TV, it's who's line And it's great. The season I'm on is season one, and it's nine, so 1998, and I was seven. So some things have not aged well. Some of the jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shocking.
1: Super shocking.
0: Crazy how that might But happen. what I'm
1: loving is I forgot how talented they all are. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. like Wayne yeah. Okay, so the episode I watched. During- Do you follow him on TikTok? No, but I should. Um, yep. Oh, it's great. It, it reminds you. Of so how good he is. the episode I watched while I was eating dinner today. They're doing um, the song like they pretend an album, the song of the mechanic, and he <gasps> oh, has yes. to yes. <laughs> he with a song on the spot because Colin and Ryan come up with a stupid like genre and like title. So. I think Colin was like, okay, and I love this song by Snoop Doggy Dog. And it's something about all Lubia or whatever. Because it's the song of the mechanic. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he literally just turns it and it has like two verses and a chorus. And it sounds like something that Snoop Dogg would like. have. It just, it was masterful. And you forget how talented I mean they all are to be on that show but um, in particular him yeah and so it's I've so been thoroughly good. enjoying it because it's short and it's funny yeah anyways good absolutely
0: alright
1: Moran what are we talking about next week
0: this year is the year Of Star Wars. So (laughs) next week we're talking about episode four A New Hope. I'm very excited for the next nine episodes that I get to control. I just want everybody to know that we're going to be watching Star Wars in machete order so just be prepared you have to watch a Star War every three weeks or so enjoy yourself it's fun, Yay. it's dumb and everyone's hot <laughs> including including but not limited Me. to Kit Fisto Babu Freak, Jabba the Her- <laughs> just kidding. okay, like- <laughs> on that note <laughs> um- On that note, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. this is the thing I have to do. Mm -hmm. Let's see if Mm -hmm. I can do it, everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you Um... beefed up the beginning, so you know. (laughs) Shut shut the fuck (laughs) up! Thank you for listening to the drive time pod. We are a completely listener supported podcast, which means we make no money. So give us some, you can give us some and make some inquiries at our Instagram, Jamail and on anchor where we're at all of those at the drive time pod. New episodes drop sometimes every Wednesday, but usually on Wednesdays, nonetheless. Um, And then to close out this, this season, Lady Whistledown would like to wish you all a terrible life, lots of gossip, and get laid. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys.